Welcome to our weekly podcast, Two Sisters, Two Planets. We're two sisters born 10 years apart. I'm Giselle and I'm 23. I'm Vanessa and I'm 33. We're bringing two very different perspectives on mental and physical health topics with the purpose of helping you navigate this crazy, crazy planet. Don't get us wrong, we have no idea what we're doing, but at least we can all be lost together. (laughs) That's very true. episode two of two sisters two planets thank you so much for tuning in this week we're so excited to show you guys our episodes and what we're going to be talking about today um just as a disclaimer though uh please remember that we are not mental health professionals so everything that is discussed in this podcast today is purely for entertainment purposes if you have any concerns with uh, mental health, physical health, or any of the topics that we discuss, please refer to a professional, your your um, primary physician, or a psychiatrist or psychologist. Mm-hmm. And just as a reminder, if you guys can please leave us a five-star rating, it really helps the show grow, and um, it gets to more people, and we really want the show to get bigger. Um, if you guys have any comments on whether we should improve or what you guys want to talk about or anything like that, just go ahead and leave it down below. We definitely appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, a pretty sad story that um, I'm sure you guys have heard um, if you've been paying attention to the news. Um, so our story today is about Chesley Christ. Um, she was a 2019 Miss USA um, who commits suicide about a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Um And I think it's just left a lot of people sad, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people have also just been completely shocked. Um, I feel like you go through her Instagram and it was, I mean, I I think anyone would agree it just came out of nowhere, right? Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't seem like someone who was struggling with depression. Um, This is, you know, a woman who had everything going for her. Um, She was an attorney. She had earned her uh, master's in business administration. She had won the 2019 Miss USA pageant. Um, Absolutely beautiful. I mean, and Mm -hmm. smiling, just smiling all the time. And um, so, I mean, you would think everything was going great. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just kind of shines a light on on, um, the fact that we could be going through our daily lives, interacting with people who who are struggling with depression and other issues that, and we have no idea. And, and we're, we're not even considering that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so in, uh, Chesley Christ's, um, situation. Um, so it turns out her mom, after, you know, the incident, her mom came out and said that she had been struggling with high functioning depression. Mm -hmm. Um, now I, I work with psychologists, mind you, they're mostly pediatric, pediatric psychologist, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Since I work with kids, but I had never heard of high functioning um, depression. And it turns out that it's 
technically not a clinical term. It's just a term that people kind of have come up with to describe mm-hmm. that you know, particular, you know, depression. Um, so basically high functioning depression is, um, it's also known as smiling depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that makes it even more dangerous, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because the people around that person may not even know what's going on in that person's mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, high functioning depression is basically, it's depression, but it's, um it's not, um, I guess, preventing or impairing that person's ability to function on mm-hmm. the daily. Yeah. You know, um, I've had, you know, I've had instances of seasonal depression um, where, you know, we're in the wintertime. Um, I just, I start to feel those, those classic symptoms, you mm-hmm. know, but um, I feel like this is something that, I had never really considered, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, what What's your experience been with depression? I mean, have you ever? Do you feel like you've ever experienced high functioning depression where you're out there, you know, working every day? It's not interrupting anything, any of your routines, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of like this, like like something's in you, you yeah. know, like that that feeling in you. Yeah, so. I've, I've definitely felt that um, probably a few times. Um, Especially when I was in LA where, you know, I went for this, you know, dream of mine, like to become a singer. Um, But all I was really doing was working. I barely dedicated time to music. Um, My relationships just weren't working out. My family was on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a feeling you get um, mostly yeah, you're you're walking around acting like everything's okay and you're hanging out with people and you're smiling and this and that, but you kind of feel like this numbness inside, like you don't physically exist, you know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, I'd have a lot, like my anxiety is a huge thing, but it'd be times where I wouldn't even have anxiety. I would just feel like I was just there, you know? And then I would contemplate, I'm like, what would like if I were to like commit suicide right now what would happen you know like who would care you know Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where I sincerely I did contemplate it and um you know it was kind of hard to to go through that alone um but I just feel like for me I I develop strategies to manage that depression and I think that's something that we can talk about today mm-hmm. that's very important um, for those times because if we let it consume us mm-hmm. you know it can re- I mean it'll lead to suicide it'll, that, that's the worst case scenario you know and right. I think that um, if we really try to help ourselves um, with ed- any possible thing that we can do like we should do it you know right, even right. if you think it's not going to work out Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, were these strategies that you looked up yourself, or things that you? Because I don't, I don't remember you reaching out to us. So you, mm-hmm. did you? I guess you must have felt uncomfortable reaching out to us and telling us about this journey. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like why, mm-hmm. why didn't you reach out to us? Um, well, to be honest, I feel like it's something within. I, I never really thought that another person can truly understand what I felt. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with depression. Like, you can talk about something over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't do anything for you because you feel like that person doesn't 
you know, they don't truly understand. Mm -hmm. And that's why for me, um, I, I read some books and mm -hmm. I think that's what really helped me, mm -hmm. um, you know, try to figure out strategies that I could do on a daily basis that wouldn't affect my daily routine and, and like would make me feel better, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, it's, it's really a void that I had, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, and I, I think the strategies are, are what can get people through it. it. It's it's just like there's, I don't think that there's anything we can't do, you know, to try to help ourselves, you know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you probably did like the, the basics, right? Like the physical activity, because I, I know you've always been into going to the gym. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you did, you know, the usual recommendation is, um, you know, uh, be active or 30 minutes of physical activity daily, mm -hmm. um, good nutrition, well-balanced meals, um, adequate sleep, you know, which helps with concentration mm -hmm. and it helps with, with depression. Those are usually the, the strategies that they discuss, um, to manage depression. But what was it that you put in place that helped you? Like what mm -hmm. worked for you? So what I noticed that worked for me and I still apply this to my daily routine because it's I know like it's changed my life you know mm -hmm. um is meditation that's the number one thing for me um I'm gonna be honest I don't do it as often as I want to mm -hmm. um because you know we have busy schedules and things like that but um breath work is the biggest aspect of meditation that has worked for me and I read this book called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. If mm -hmm. you don't know Jay Shetty, you should def definitely check him out. He's amazing. Um, he had this book, and he was an ex-monk, and he basically explained um, how the breath um, controls your emotions, controls your thoughts, controls your reactions. If you notice, every time that you feel angry, sad, happy, your breath is the only thing that changes mm -hmm. aside from like, you know, other Heart aspects and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's the major thing. If you can control your breath, you can control those things. Mm -hmm. And like when, as far as meditation is concerned, when you meditate and you take five to 10 minutes of your day to just focus on your breath or when you feel like you're getting sad, um, in this case, which was what I felt, for instance, I'd be alone in my apartment in LA and I'd start to feel this overwhelming feeling of sadness and um you know all I would do is like close my eyes breathe in breathe out focus on on that breath like the warmness of the breath going in exhaling and things like that and that's truly what like has worked for me aside from that journaling what is very, very important, and I recommend that for anybody going through anything. Um, journaling is great to, you know, write down any negative thoughts that you feel at all, like even to the T, because I feel like when we, self-awareness is so huge in mm. this, um, in controlling your emotions. When you are aware of what you've, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, you control it. Mm -hmm. you know and you reflect on it and you know most of the time when you're sad or you're depressed it's distorted feelings that you have right you know mm -hmm. like they're not is it actually what's happening is it actually how I feel or is it just well is it real yeah or is, is it, it real yeah or is it something that that you're mm -hmm. just feeling at exactly. the moment mm -hmm. yeah 
And, you know, sometimes we let that, you know, without any evidence or anything, we let it basically act like it's it's this and that's it. Like, there's no solution. Mm. There is no, um, there's just nothing to it. And mm. that's not how it works. You know, we have to be aware of the circumstances. We need the evidence. We need to control those thoughts and things like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, um... I use journaling, too, in some of my, you know, toughest moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to kind of relive a moment over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they call that rumination. And so um, I had done some research on that. And actually, for this episode, I had actually done some research on on what the uh, Anxiety and Depression Association of America had to say about that. And mm-hmm. they actually did list that as um, something that kind of increases uh, depression. So um, that website in particular, which I would recommend everyone go check out, um, they were talking about how rumination is basically like directly correlated with depression. And so Mm -hmm. rumination is basically um, the idea of, or not the idea, it's basically the process of rethinking a particular moment over and over and over. So in your head, like Mm -hmm. you're just stuck in that moment. Um, and so apparently that, that goes hand in hand with depression. And so they're saying that if you increase your awareness of rumination of, of, Hey, okay, I'm ruminating right now. Um, let me stop and replace this with a constructive and healthy activity Mm -hmm. that that is a really good strategy as well. Um, you know, because sometimes we like to go or play these scenes over and over Mm -hmm. in our heads of moments that we were embarrassed, moments that we were humiliated, moments that, um, you know, are shameful to us. Mm -hmm. And that does not help us. You know, that, that doesn't take us out of that, um, that mindset that we're in. So, um, that was another good, um, strategy that I had learned back in grad school. And, um, I think that would actually be a really good one to combine with the journaling, right? Mm -hmm. Like just writing down like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. And, um, and getting through that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also writing your successes in a journal. Oh yeah, that's a good is one. Yeah, very very important. Like any, because yeah. you, the whole point is for you to develop a more positive outlook on your life right now, your circumstances, mm-hmm. and your you future. Know, yeah, mm-hmm. and your future. And when you, you know, that kind of calms the anxiety and that calms the negative thoughts because it's like okay yeah, I didn't do this and I feel bad about something, but you know what? Today I actually took the time to do this, you know? Right, right. So it, you know, once we start to get that habit... Of, like, celebrating our successes. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I mean, and that... And, I mean, it can be it can be the small successes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, today I actually made it to the gym. Mm-hmm. Today I worked out for a full 45 minutes. Or mm-hmm. today I... Um, you know, I, I treated myself to, you know, or I completed meditation or I treated mm-hmm. myself to something nice. Or, yeah. You know, um, those are all successes, like mm-hmm. micro successes, but things that we accomplish throughout the day. And really the focus should be on that, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of get us out of that, that, um, that depression and that mentality. Yeah. Um, I think that we also have to look at the other side of things because I feel like a lot of 
articles and podcasts and videos about depression usually really focus on the person struggling with depression, Mm -hmm. which is important. Mm -hmm. Um, But no one ever looks into like society's role, you know, which plays a huge role. Right. Right. Like no one, I mean, I don't feel like there's a big emphasis on educating the people around the person Mm -hmm. who has depression. Mm -hmm. And so with, you know, Chesley's, Chesley Chris's situation, right? She had high-functioning depression. Mm-hmm. The people around her had no idea mm-hmm. that she had depression. So I feel like this is a good moment to really talk about practicing empathy mm-hmm. and becoming just more aware that mm-hmm. there are people around us who are struggling with things that we have no idea about. That exactly. are not showing signs or symptoms of depression. They are just... You know, I mean, it's called smiling depression, like Mm -hmm. high-functioning depression. It's, you know, we have to be aware. We need to be more aware. And I feel like, um, I mean, some of the situations that I've heard from you, right, Mm -hmm. from from your your current job, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just left me like, dumbfounded Mm -hmm. I mean I I usually don't go through things like that because just because I'm working with children Mm -hmm. you know and usually people who end up working with children are are a little more compassionate Mm -hmm. and you know we're kind of like in that environment yeah but um share with us a little bit about what you've gone through Mm -hmm. at work because this I mean the stuff that that you've gone through I can't imagine um I mean I if you would be going through depression right now I I wouldn't want you to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. So I guess share a little bit about that. Yeah, so I actually work, well, I gave my two weeks because I was so sick of it already. Mm-hmm. But the people that talk to you, I'm a front desk receptionist, and the people that talk to you on the phone are just so horrible. They're horrible people. And they, you know, Sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on me. But there is no excuse to talk to somebody like how you talk to a front desk receptionist. Because it's just like, so most of the time, you know, I had to call clients and tell them. I work for a Massage Envy, by the way, worked. (laughs) But um, I had to call clients and just tell them that, um, you know, membership rates were going up or... Um, we had to reschedule one of their appointments or a therapist was calling out or um, if you're a no-show, I have to charge your account. Uh, things like that. You know, I've had people tell me to kill myself. I've, t- I've had people tell me um, insulting things about my ethnicity. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, you Cuban, you need to go back to your country. Mm. I've had people just be just be horrible curse on the phone. Like, like make me, like, belittle me, call me stupid, like, over... A part-time job you know like whether it's a job or I'm a CEO or something you should never talk to a person like that well and, and what is it that you were I mean regardless of it's if it's part-time or full-time what was it that you were communicating to them that was making them so angry that they would tell you to kill, go kill yourself yeah basically like like stuff like that like oh your membership rates are going up or you know like just things they didn't want to hear or or your appointment two days from now has to be rescheduled like do you think that calls for that no no no. like it's crazy and then I I'm not the type of person to take that so I just you know it was constant arguing with people because I just I don't take disrespect from anybody and I don't think it's right you know people just don't have 
empathy for others. They don't care about others. It's just like people now are, nowadays are so angry at life that it's it's sad. It really is because it's like you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know the other person at all. And you're treating them like if they're garbage, you know, and that just yeah. says so much about you. Yeah. And I think you know? and I, I think it's not just something going on there. You know what I mean? No. I think yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, I was telling you the other day that I was at Chick-fil-A. It was the weirdest thing. I was in line at Chick-fil-A and they had posted a sign like you can tell like management had posted a sign on mm-hmm. the front door that stated if you disrespect our employees we have the right to ask you to leave the premises. Oh. Disrespect will not be tolerated. And it's kind of like, Chick-fil-A is kind of, you know, the gold standard yeah. of customer service mm-hmm. in the fast food industry. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's people going off on Chick-fil-A employees, just imagine what's going on everywhere else. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. people are That's on insane. edge mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, you know? Like... We're stressed out. We've been in the, this pandemic for two years now. Um, we've kind of been, been pitted against each other. Um, you know, you're either a hardcore right or you're hardcore left, and it, which is not true. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people who are right in the middle who are, you know, good people, but it's just, it's such a stressful environment that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we really need to talk about empathy. Mm-hmm in today's episode just mm-hmm. because we need to be we also need to accept the responsibility we have our words do matter our words impact others mm-hmm. and we have no idea what others are going through mm-hmm. so um so we're basically going to review some tips mm-hmm. um on how to become a more empathetic person um and we'll start off with the first one um so curiosity is at the core of empathy. So mm-hmm. you have to want to learn about someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's, it's almost like our, our social responsibility. You mm-hmm. know, we're, living, we're not living in this world alone. You yeah. know, we're sharing it with so many people. And there's, we cross so many people's lives on a daily basis, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You have to want to learn about that other person. Be curious. Ask that person questions, you know? Yeah. Cultivate that curiosity about strangers. And I'm not talking about just strangers out in the street. I'm talking about, like, you know, new coworkers and mm-hmm. colleagues and classmates. Like, go out to lunch with them, mm-hmm. you know? Ask them questions. Learn about their life. Try to, you know, or imagine yourself in their shoes, mm-hmm. you know? Just really... You have to want to to learn about that person, you know, mm-hmm. make an attempt to meet people outside of your circle, mm-hmm. you know, people of different religions, cultures, experiences, um, health care, situa- mm-hmm. you know, like health situations, um, you know, when when you have high functioning depression, I feel like there's probably already things that are triggering you in your life. Imagine having to go like live your daily routine with people who are showing that they just don't care. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, or people who are mistreating you or people who are disrespecting you. Mm-hmm. Like, like we need to, to care more and mm-hmm. show it. Show that you care more. Um, so 
Um, don't just imagine though when you're okay. So, and this is the second tip, right? Um, don't just imagine what it's like to be that person. Ask them what it's like. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting down, you're you've invited, let's say, this coworker to lunch, right? Um, when you're sitting down with them, don't just imagine what it's like to be them. You have to eat. You have to ask them. Ask yeah. them how did it feel when that happened? Mm-hmm. What did you think about him doing that? Or what did you you know? Ask them questions so that you truly get a a feeling and mm-hmm. that's really what makes you a good listener right 100%, i feel like yeah i feel like we're such bad listeners now and mm-hmm. just because we're so used to like our own kind of like oh well, what do we look like like our yeah, own self-image yeah, you know like sure. oh what do i look like on social media mm-hmm. and oh this is my story and i'm unique and i'm this and it's i i i i i, 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 I but not not anybody else when are ever. we taking the moment to like listen to others mm-hmm. and feel what they're feeling mm-hmm. so um listen you know, put away your phone, put away your screens, actually listen That's to people. That's a big one. Yeah, observe their gestures, observe their facial expressions, ask questions, mm-hmm. like be inquisitive, yeah. you know, not, you don't have to interview the person, right? <laughs> yeah. But when they're talking, ask them, Either, yeah. how did that make you feel? I don't know about you, but I feel like that's happened to me so many times where I'm out with somebody and I'm telling them something serious and it's like they're on their phone the whole time. Has it happened? That's, That's happened horrible. so many times. Ooh. So many times. And it's like, why am I even here right now? Like, clearly that person doesn't want to talk. Or if I'm on the phone with somebody and they're, like, doing something else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not... I personally, if I don't want to communicate with somebody and I'm busy or something, I'm not going to dedicate my time to them at that moment because I know I can't give them the time that they deserve. The, the full, your full my attention. My full attention. Yeah. So, you know, when I call somebody, I'm not going to be doing something else. Like, I'm, you know, what's up? How are you feeling? How's everything? You know, because that's also not even just, I don't think that should just be the way that we talk to friends, but that, like you said, it should be applied to everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's just too many people, like, struggling, and they feel alone. And I think that makes them feel alone when nobody hears them. Like, no, they feel misunderstood, you know? yeah. And I, um, I also have, you know, some people who are like, and I, I can be like that sometimes too. And, and lately I've been trying to monitor that, you know, I'll have someone tell me, oh, I'm feeling, or this and this, this, like, you know, this and this happened to me and this is how I'm feeling. And I'll be like, oh really? Well, this happened, that happened to me too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what happened to me and this, da, da, da. you know, and I kind of like, they're, they're trying to be heard and I am kind of just taking the opportunity to share my story. Yeah. And it, it's not done with with bad intentions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make me a good listener by any means. So. I just think it's all about self-awareness, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and not only, not only self-awareness, but an awareness of what that other person is trying to accomplish. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to be heard. It's not all about me, mm-hmm. or it's not all about, you know, we... If they're if they're taking the time to share something with you and something serious and personal, mm-hmm. listen, ask questions about it, leave your story for next time yeah. or when it's a more appropriate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think these are tips that we can use not only um, you know with our loved ones who are struggling with depression, but with everyone. Yeah, you know everyone around us. Mm-hmm. You know because we're all struggling with something. Like there's no way. You escaped these last two years unscathed. Yeah. You know, it has been a rough two years. 
So, um, yeah. So I just, just be aware, be kind, Mm -hmm. you know, be empathetic. You know, Mm -hmm. people, people are struggling out there. It's not, it's not just us. It's Mm -hmm. not just you. You know, there's people struggling out there and we, it's almost, it's our social responsibility, you know, Mm -hmm. to be kind to each other. Like we all share this world, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And we also, um, we definitely want to tell you guys to call the hotline. Um, Definitely the suicide uh, prevention hotline, which I don't have pulled up, of course. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, if you have any concerns or you feel like you need help or you feel like you need someone to talk to the national suicide prevention uh lifeline is available 24 hours um and it looks like they speak uh their speakers there uh, english and spanish speakers and the phone number to that is 800-273-8255 and uh, it looks like if you can also chat if you don't want to call so um that's also an option uh if you need help mm-hmm Okay. All right, guys. So that concludes episode two. Yay. (laughs) So remember to leave us a review, okay? Let us know what you think. Um, Definitely feel free to DM us Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. And if you haven't joined us on Instagram, please do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So we will see you back next week. Next Sunday. Not Saturday. Sunday (laughs) night. (laughs) All righty, guys. Bye. Bye.